0: Have you got um an electric shower as well? I will have it. A- yes, I do have a an lucky electric shower. shower. Do you have an electric shower? <laughs> do
1: you have an electric shower? <laughs> um, no I no I tend to, I tend to bathe in um in the water that comes from the pipes outside. <laughs> the gigs? Well this week's guest Katie Malko, sure does. Welcome to episode 13 of a Long Drive Home podcast with Alpha Mel Tea Party. Uh, this week we discuss Katie's formative shows, uh, talk about some of the more awkward moments and we end up with a nice big discussion about the Dave Matthews band. If that's enough to whet your appetite then listen on. Uh, Katie's album Failures is out now, I mean it's been out for a while I'm just really slow to the mark on these kind of things. Uh, so head over to a band camp and give money to her directly. Uh uh, that's about it like and subscribe Pfft. on with the show uh,
2: how are you how's how's whatever this is happening? Um,
3: <laughs> fine uh, do you know what like actually fine um i've kind of like really adjusted i think now i think the first lockdown i was just a bit like stunned and not didn't do as well with it and this time i'm like just sort of accept i'm a bit lot more accepting of it and like just sort of getting on with stuff this time it feels like do you know what i mean yeah definitely. what about you all of it's
1: you it's of the course now isn't it really it's sort of like well we've been here before i know what yeah. i'm doing i'm just gonna yeah, I've got very, very used to sitting on my sofa. I'm really yeah. used to it, so
2: I mean it's it's a good thing to do though, isn't it? Sit on your sofa. Mm, and I might sit. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no one doesn't enjoy a lovely sit down. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um I've done on the album, by the way. It's wicked. I've really been enjoying it. That is off because it's so glaring. yeah it's wicked and it seems like it's people are really enjoying it as well like people that already fans and stuff but it seems like
2: it's gone really well uh, ch- shall I go who's going to go Go
1: on, God you go this is the this yeah. is always the issue I know we do want to jump over each other like we do in real life
2: think it's a lot it's a lot harder to do these on zoom like when we first started doing the podcast we did it in in uh, my studio so we'd all just be there uh yeah so, talking over each other yes but you'd have like you know your conversational cues that you'd understand a little bit more but um yeah but no it's been great it's been really 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 well received um you know we're really happy with it um labels seem pretty with it as well so it's all dead dead nice i guess the end thing is we can't tour it at the moment which uh we're all pretty yeah. uh we were supposed to be announcing a tour we were supposed to be going out in april we had it all booked and then it was like yeah. nope, not happening so you know maybe back end of the year we'll do something but i guess we'll have to just play it by ear and so on and so forth because yeah. you can do things like
1: to promote you can like as everyone does like live streams and all that but you I just, I personally just really jaded about them all now because there's just so many and everyone does them and you're like, they're all, they're all basically the same. So it just gets a bit after I like.
3: It must be harder as well as being a band, like to do something like that. It's a lot more logistically challenging than someone like me.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I live in a different country to these two, so it's even trickier. Yeah. I mean, I only live in Wales, but still, right. you know, it's it's still still a bit of a track. Um, on album front, by the way, can I say if we're if we're doing all that, I really enjoyed your album, which I've been oh, uh, listening to a lot recently. Um, yeah, so I don't um, has it been from Pe- oh Ben Peaks, uh Ben Forrester got us onto it. Really,
2: oh, did really it? it. That's yeah.
1: So yeah, he he banged on about it for a while. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to check this out. Um, it's,
2: definitely, it's definitely an album that I think Ben Forrester would like as well. It's got it's got some it's got some Ben Forrester tick boxes in there, which is a good <laughs> thing because he has excellent taste. Don't you worry? Uh, yes, it does. Yes. Um, and I think Birthday Cake for Breakfast have been singing your praises uh, quite significantly since uh, since it came out. So
0: Dr.
3: oh, that's nice. Yeah, they did. We did a thing last year, like an interview. Um, yeah. Oh, they're they're good. They are. Like I think they that's a nicely curated site. Like mm. they, have, they have good taste and stuff usually. So it is nice to think that they might like something I've done.
2: <laughs> I my favorite thing about Birthday Cake for Breakfast is at no point have they uh bent to peer pressure and purchased a URL for their website.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's no. such a nerdy gag mate. <laughs> oh
3: no, i are not my gonna face submit to that. <laughs> that trendy bollocks, no, not no.
1: Oh you're lucky they didn't put it all out on GeoCities or something. <laughs> is that still a thing? I don't think it is. I don't know. I'm just trying to make a reference to something I remember from my childhood.
3: Yeah,
2: I used to be quite good at HTML coding when I was a kid. Um, of course you were. Yeah, I learned to HTML code so that I could make a website uh, for flight simulator enthusiasts. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> <laughs> oh right did well, if it work? I put you off <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? Uh no, did it fuck. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I got so far with it until I realized that it's not as simple as just making a website and putting it on the internet. You had to have like server space and all of all of the other internet stuff that I didn't understand. So I like yeah. this thing. I called it Hang- <laughs> Hangar Twelve. It was called, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know it was going to have a little chat area for people to talk about flight simulators. <laughs> uh- <laughs> Ben's loving that. Uh- oh,
1: that's the most on-brand thing I've ever heard you mm. say in your life. Um, right, oh God! And I would I would have said that would alienate some people in this podcast, but I think quite a lot of nerds like what we do, so I think we think we're kosher there, aren't we? Okay. Uh,
3: do you-, you have a Christmas tree up? Is that what that is?
2: <laughs> yes, it is, but it, it's a it's a, a living Christmas tree. It's not just one that's been hacked and uh, right. you know hacked down in its prime. Uh, so it's. It's planted in a pot, so hopefully it will, it will exist forever. I've just spotted your cat in the background, by the way, Katie, and I'm I'm absolutely very into that.
3: <laughs> she's really fluffy. Um, she's yeah. a horrible bitch, to be honest. Uh,
2: uh, aren't they she's, all?
3: She's nice to me, but like she's just so horrible to anyone else that crosses her path.
2: Territory. It's
3: quite, yeah, it's a shame because she's so cute that people want to love her and she will not allow them
2: to. Oh, that is sad.
3: Yeah. So what, that Christmas tree's going to last till next year? You're going to keep it well, to I don't,
2: I don't know. I mean, my uh, my partner, Sophie, likes to collect plants. As you can see, there's a load more there. Yeah. Just bought it from Sainsbury's or somewhere this year, and it's just been in the pot there. I mean, it's a bit dishevelled looking. It's not the most triumphant looking Christmas tree going. Um, but
3: it's very green still. It's keeping yeah. on, like... Yeah. It's i can see why you wouldn't get rid of it when it's looking so healthy still
2: it drops needles occasionally and has that imparts that nice pine smell so you know there's a lots of lots, a festival uh, a Tree is for life not just for christmas so that's the attitude we took anyway like, is it lockdown puppy or something uh no good there's a house where
3: I run, and they've still got their like tree up with all their lights, and they've got lights outside the house and reindeer in the garden, um, like you know, flashing and stuff like proper full-on Christmas like cheer, still.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> like headlight um, yeah. practice
3: gear. That is. It's they bad weird. <laughs>
0: Is it bad luck, Greg? Yeah, I think so. I think it's. What is it? I think it's. I think it's is it after the sixth of January? I think you're. Uh, you're subjected to a big dose of bad luck. I think. Yeah. You're it, fucked, uh, then, Tom. Wow. Well. That's, that's that's the equivalent of ten smash mirrors. That thing, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is there a sliding scale? One Christmas tree equals ten smash mirrors. And so on and so
2: forth. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, hang on. Is it seven? It's seven years per mirror, isn't it? So what's that? Seventy years of bad luck. Seventy life. years bad luck. Well. Goodness me. Jesus. Well, um speaking of bad luck, let's talk about bad gigs. Yes, great. What a segue. <laughs> yeah. Nothing <laughs> on the back <power> today.
1: <laughs> yeah, welcome on to the podcast, Katie. Uh we're here to talk about your worst ever gigs. Uh remember gigs. Remember gigs, eh? Oh he remembers gigs um, Yeah, they're just a distant flicker in the back of my uh, back of my mind. Um, however, we'd like that flicker to be reignited with tales of woe, misery, failure, whatever you've got for us, really. Um, yeah, start with, start with whatever you like. We always say, we, we say to people, finish on a high or a real, like a real high or a real low. but
3: you know I've got three bad ones three bad ones that spring to mind and one of them is really like has a lot of parts to it and the others are just a bit more straightforward so maybe I'll start with a straightforward one
0: sounds good you have notes by the way have you come prepared or is it all all off the top of your head
3: well I've written a sentence per one just to remind me exactly what it was but I have not written them down like essay wise so it might yeah,
2: hopefully I won't just. Should we, should we park it? Should we park it? Should we come back to it another time? <laughs>
1: we we put this out as a journal as well as an academic journal afterwards. Oh, really? So we appreciate yeah. if you uh, if you referenced it in the Harvard style, that'd be great.
3: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I have to go and remember what that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first one was at a convention center, and this was years ago, and it was like. Basically, someone said to me, Do you want fifty quid today? And I said, <laughs> Yes, I do. And they said, Well, there's like a fashion convention going on at this convention center in London. And it was like, and they they just want some background music. And I was like, That's weird, but like, okay. And it was, you know, like do you know have you ever been to like a convention? Like, you know, they've got like traders, like sort of, like, showcasing (laughs) their new, well, in this case, like, was it fashion? I don't even know what it was. Like, it was really weird, and it had loads, like, to be honest with you, my memory of it is really hazy, but I got there, and it was really dead. (laughs) And then I was like, who do I even speak to in this huge convention (laughs) centre? Found somebody, and they were like, oh, yeah, come this way, come this way. And they were like, there was, like, a balcony bit, in the convention centre, overlooking the entire thing. And they're like, what do you think? Stand up there? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Have you got, what have you got? Like, you got a PA or anything? They're like, what's a PA? (laughs) And I was like, you are." I don't know, I was like, right, well, how's this going to work? You just want me play unplugged in, in a massive convention centre <laughs> on a balcony? Is that what you want? <laughs> and they were like, um, well, and they really had not thought it through. And there's, like, obviously there's, the, like, the speakers that are in the centre itself. And they went and they were like, hang on, we've of something out. And they came back with, like, a headset like Madonna would wear. And they were <laughs> like, yeah, it's just going to go out on, like, the speakers, like the tannoy. Like, just play. It. And I was like, well, you realize it's only going to get my voice, do you, or not? And they were like, no, what do you mean? And I was like, I mean, <laughs> they're only going to hear me singing because you're putting this on my head, like a headset. So no one's going to hear the guitar because you've not mic'd the guitar up. And they're like, right, okay, shit. Oh, okay. And they went off again. And then they came back with like, so they just taped some like very simple, like, you know, what do you call them? Those mics that are like, they look like coins, you know. Anyway, they take that to the guitar. And then they were just like, yeah, all right, try that then. And I was like, this is the weirdest thing in the world. And it sounded so. And obviously, I had no like monitor or anything. This is like going, echoing around a convention center. (laughs) And all that's all I could hear was just like, like waves of like I couldn't hear myself at all and there's all these people talking about fashion or whatever it is they're doing down there and then in the end I just started like I didn't I didn't and they were just like oh yeah I played like, one of my own tunes And they were like stopped me there and they're like do you not know any like covers like things people know and I was like well yeah I mean I guess but like I didn't really you have not really specified what I'm supposed to be doing here so I tried to like think of any covers whatsoever on the spot I played like something by bon Iver and I forgot the words. And then some woman in the, one of the trade stores was like, I love this one. And so I was singing along really loudly. And I, I was like, Do you know the words? I forgot. I don't know the rest of the words. And she was just singing it. And I was like, "This is fucking dreadful." And then they were like, "Anyway, invoices for the fifty quid, yeah." And I was like, "What? You're not just going to give me cash here and now?" I, I thought I was just getting fifty quid today. That's what I thought was happening. <laughs> they were like, you've got to get an invoice for it. I was like, "Fuck." So, all right, fine. Went home in the rain. Invoice for the fifty quid. And did it? Did it ever come? Did it? Fuck. Oh, <laughs> no. So what? that was a good gig.
0: I am I. Um, <laughs> I Working in a convention centre, and um, I know exactly what, how that feels. <clears throat> and then, um, <laughs> like, um, I've, I've, I've worked on an event where the same thing actually happened. We had like this. Um... Was I there? Was it me? <laughs> no, it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was like the. It was like this. This trio, like this acoustic trio, and they just got banished to like, yeah, like a cafe that's on a balcony to sing out to like. Yeah, absolutely terrible. <laughs> I, I I don't know who was the first person to come up with that, but they need to hang their heads in shame because that is not a solution. There we oh,
3: go. Just play some music over like do they do it to avoid PRS? Like, why don't they just play some playlists? Why five line music? I think
0: I think because it just needs to be like ultra background. that makes sense. so it's like not, you know, like not, you know, because, you know, sometimes I don't know if you've ever been to like a wedding fair or something and there'll be like, you know, wedding bands, like, you know, in in, in the individual stalls and they'll all be like blaring out killers and stuff as you walk through. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, if anyway, they wanted that's... pure, if
1: they wanted pure background, surely you'd get the B and Q playlist because that's about as vanilla and background oh, as music the music can be. The, the B and Q band, are,
0: yeah,
3: the one in Sorry, Wilco no, where it's like they it's songs, but it's not by the person that sung it, is it? They want in Wilco. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like I was singing this. Yeah. now. this
1: is terrible. Yeah, really. And it's always either when I go into B and Q, it's always either "No Tomorrow" by Orson or "Just a Ride" by Gem.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, and <laughs> also um, Natalie and Brulia's "Torn." I've heard quite a lot in uh, general DIY stores as well.
1: Kind um, of works for a DIY store. It looks torn. It's probably why you go in there. <laughs>
2: I used to go the doctors for things like that. <laughs> Good. Uh, Cheers, Matt. Um, going back to that, that um,
1: that sounds awful um, and really soul-crushing. Um, I've done quite a few covers gigs uh, in my time, um, and I know exactly that feeling of just being completely uh, sort of obsolete, almost completely un- unnecessary, but someone has asked you to do it and it's enough money to make you go, oh, uh, yeah, all right, 50 quid. You total what you need in your head, you're like, that's easy money, I'm going to have to do it. But um, that really, it makes you feel very shallow and empty, doesn't it? When you kind of <laughs> before, during, and after. <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, I was only young as well. So 50 quid to me was absolute mega bucks. Mm. Well, up for that. Not worth it. Never got it anyway. So, <laughs> how, how long did you actually play for? I end. actually, maybe this is why they didn't pay me, actually. Because they said, or out of nowhere, no one had told me I just had to do covers until the, I was halfway through <laughs> one of my own. <laughs> and then they, like, because I barely knew any at that point, I played, like, three songs, I think, and then I was just like, mate, like, I can't, I ain't, I ain't got anything else. Like, sorry. So that's probably why they didn't pay me.
2: <laughs> wasn't
3: probably some money. It's fair enough, I suppose.
0: <laughs>
2: Um, I can well imagine. Sorry, Greg, I can see that you're absolutely gasping to chat there, but I can well imagine that some organizer in that like fashion show was like, Wouldn't it be amazing if we had someone like playing live? we we'll just just get you, must know someone. Do you know someone, Steve or Karen or whoever? And and poor old poor old Katie here gets the phone call. Do you want 50 quid, mate? Because yeah, never it
1: can- reminds me of um. That, there's a Stuart Lee bit he talks about when he first started doing comedy and he was like, he kept getting put on, like he'd, he'd do gigs when there was like a football match on a tally in the same bar and he'd always turn to people and be like, have you ever been to anything? <laughs> and it's that kind of, have you ever been anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> kind of that really. Yeah. Like these the people sort of go, well, they've like the, they, they, they come across the theory, they've come across the idea of music. They like music in principle. So you know what could what could possibly go wrong?
3: Hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. So go on. Uh, what what uh, what next? What have you got next for us?
3: Oh yeah, I forgot. There's more. Um, <laughs> well, well, there was one that it wasn't really. It was still like a nice gig, I suppose. But I turned up to sound check, and it was supporting someone called Gregory, Gregory and the Hawk. And I was a massive fan of hers um, and the main support. And again, this was around, I mean, I was really young again at the time. There seems to be a pattern of like this certain period of life where I just um, <laughs> said yes to stuff I didn't really understand. And then I really liked her. And the main support was the woman from Sneaker Pimps, um, if you remember them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, this is a good lineup." And I was like opening that. And I came to Soundcheck and she so this is her new project and it's her and a flautist or clarinet player. I can't remember. And she goes to the sound man. Yeah. Can you just like, she's like, all I'm hearing is this bloody clarinet. Can you just turn that down? And he was like, I haven't got got any clarinet in the monitor. It's because you're standing next to her. (laughs) and she was like right you're just not i think she was northern i'm doing a northern accent she's like right you're just not gonna listen to me about this then and i was like oh my god i was just standing there really awkward and sound guy was like i don't know what to tell you love it's not in the monitor it's not even out the front i haven't put it in any speaker you stood next to her like and she was like she was like right let me tell you how long i've been in this business okay i've been in this business for 25 years or however long she's like <laughs> i never have I come across someone so rude i'm asking you something and you're just not cooperating and i was standing there like oh my gosh just, she not she doesn't understand what he's saying like she doesn't understand like and he was just like yeah and i've been doing sound for however many years, and I'm telling you, there's no fucking clarinet in the fucking monitor. It's not coming out the monitor. It's not coming out the speakers. There's no clarinet coming out of anything. She's just playing it really loudly. <laughs> and I was stood there, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is the most awkward things ever happened." <laughs> And I I was the only other person in the room sort of thing. And then this woman, she like pushed the mic off the stage and she was like, you can get fucked, you can get fucked, you can all get fucked, like kind of thing, stormed off like that. And I was just like, Jesus. And then we all just (laughs) in silence. Like it was just one of those moments. It was like the office or something. (laughs) And she was like, right, shall we get you checked then? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I was terrified. <laughs> and then I went up and then I was just like, dun, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. And he was like, thank you. Easy. Thank you. <laughs> was like, oh my god. This is just horrible. And then I don't I can't remember if that woman even came back and played the show. Like, I wish I could remember. I'm sure she must have, but I don't remember. I didn't watch her. I think I went and got something to eat. Like, but Anyway, it was just an awkward situation it's not like <laughs> so bad that like you know it wasn't bad for me that much but it was just one that I remembered that was just fucking mental <laughs> <laughs> like she was in the diva card like do you understand who I am I'm from the band Sneaker Pimps we had that tune Six Underground do you not know that it was like that and he's like yeah there's no clarinet there in the <laughs> It's just getting so out of hand.
2: Um, I'm curious to know um, what what was the reaction of the clarinet player like? She just stood there as if like she had been she was
3: about to be shot against the wall, she was, like, <laughs> like so like me- meek and like just scared. Like bless her. No, yeah, was not... that
1: like Was that the first time She'd ever played With a, clar- with a clarinetist Because they're, they're not If you've ever I, Weirdly enough, I used to play clarinet Many years ago And uh, not very well um, But if you've ever Spent any time With a clarinet You'll know it's not A quiet instrument So surely
3: I don't know I think it might have been Like <laughs> Uh, it's just I think she was maybe used to bigger bigger shows being from the band Sneaker Pimps. And this was a small underground venue where she was stood extremely close to the other musicians. Like, <laughs> and I don't know, maybe I think that it was like her first like uh like a warm-up gig for coming back, you know. It was like right. it felt that way anyway. But um yeah, she just she couldn't couldn't hack it,
2: man. She couldn't hack it.
1: Can I uh, play, can I can I say I have no idea who sneaker pimps
2: are? Should I know? Yeah, I don't either, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry. Should,
0: should I know who these are? Greg, Greg knows. I'm um I I'm uh I'm approaching the big four uh, so I am very aware who the sneaker pimps are. They're kinda of like um late nineties, aren't they? indie
3: band you wouldn't know if you heard that tune um the one that's like take me down six underground do you know it
2: oh (laughs) maybe
3: I reckon you would absolutely know if you heard it you would instantly recognise it
2: probably oh hang on I, (laughs) I, I I just went for the Beatles then uh, there was a, for some reason that reminded me of a Beatles tune uh, and I was like oh yeah I have heard that song oh yeah she Beatles. was in she was in the Beatles yeah that's yeah. right <laughs> <She was laughs> for Sneaker Pimps for so. Sneaker Pimps
1: it was the Beatles and she was obviously used to a lot bigger stages much bigger yeah yeah I'll send
3: you the tune after this you'll know it I guarantee you because it was like a one <laughs> I hate I feel sad to say one hit wonder because they didn't they did have like a a uh, cult fan base and stuff, but like that's the one that you would know. You wouldn't know any others. I,
2: there's a special kind of in bitterness that comes with people that have had like one successful single. Uh, you know, there's that they had that flash in the pan level of success where, for say, three months out of a year, they were the biggest band going, and then just nothing else ever happened for them. And it's kind of yeah.
3: Tr- <laughs> I liken them to that band Zero Seven. Do you remember them? Like they're fairly, that weird little moment in indie music. And it was all like quite chill, like chilled out, weird, a little bit, yeah, a little bit off kilter kind of stuff, but also quite boring actually.
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's very, there was that was a really specific period in in music because. It was kind of around the time like bands like Texas and stuff are really big, right? If we're saying like late nineties, where it was just kind of I,
1: I thought you were gonna say Savage Garden then, mate.
2: Well I mean that's that's another one. I mean but another boring band. But not really, they had some smashes. So come on.
1: <laughs> I mean they were they were intrinsically very dull. Um I didn't know Sia was in Zero Seven.
3: Oh, I didn't know that. Did you get that from the Louis Three podcast? Yeah, I had yeah. no idea.
1: I mean she was like, Oh, so when I was in Zero Seven, I was like, sorry, what? Yeah, because her voice
3: is nothing like that now.
1: She, she sang for like the first couple of records. She was not I don't think she was in them, but she sang yeah, the lead on.
2: Um, so my partner's quite into Zero Sevens, so she puts them on every now and again and didn't know that either. So like it was like we were listening to it in the car a few months ago or something, and it was like, that's Sia singing. And then we looked it up and it was like, oh, it is. Although she might correct me now and say, oh, well, I did know that all along and I've just made up the memory or something, I don't know. But, um, you yeah. just wanted to join
1: in, didn't you, mate?
2: Did yeah. I know a thing about Sia. <laughs> <laughs> Sia's um, had a lot of
3: lives, doesn't she? She's a very mm-hmm. multifaceted woman.
2: Mm.
1: She sounds... She's so, she was so interested on that podcast. Yeah. She's, I mean, talking about podcast on po- podcast is very meta, but <sighs> that is a good that is a, a good one. It was. And good. it's very interesting. Very interesting
2: um sia aside uh is that funny it's not um no great uh what what else what else you got for us then?
3: (laughs) well this is the last one i could think of i hope this hasn't been too few i'm sure i've got loads i mean to fill it i guess i've had i've had loads of bad gigs that have just been not bad for like any special reason they've just had something really bad go wrong, like something's broken that can't be fixed, or like the sound man is like just really mean. Like, not, I mean, that dude, the sneaker pimps dude, he wasn't a mean guy, he just was trying to say something very simple. But, like, <laughs> see ya, no, sneaker pimp no, whatever I said. But, um, yeah, the like, I've had loads like that where it's just been like an absolute shit show. Um, but they're just not that interesting I suppose but the last one I feel I was in two minds about saying it because they were so lovely the people that did this show and it's not like none of this is their fault nothing it's just a weird gig start to finish so like there's this man and he lives in Germany and I was doing some shows in Europe with my friend Tom And he wanted to do a living room type show. And we were were like, yeah, right, we'll work for that. And it's very clear that he, this man, is extremely into like independent music and, you know, is like very into research. Like he's a music geek, you know what I mean? And his wife, however, who's German, just sort of like indulges this. Like she's like, I could tell it's not for her. Like, you know what I mean? She's just being nice. And they had a little boy. And we were doing this tour in like Europe and it was we were in Germany that day it was 38 degrees or something we were absolutely sweating the entire way there it was so humid and close I've never felt intense like humidity like it I looked like um Tina Turner
0: like my <laughs> hair was out
3: here it was terrible and um we could finally got to her house and we we're just so so warm and then we got into the garden, went through through, and they were like, "Oh, like we're sitting in the garden. Like this was in the afternoon before this house show was going to start, and they had the kids paddling pool out. And we're were like, can we please? Can we go in this paddling pool? Like, please, we'll do anything.' But like, I know it's weird, but can we? And they were like, uh, and he was just like loving it. He's actually British, this guy. He was like, oh, this is so quirky. As musicians, all in the paddling pool.' And. Um, <laughs> She was just a bit like, "Um, well, that is my one year old child's paddling pool. But yeah, I suppose. And we were like, I I don't care at this point. Like, I will go in any cold water. So we got in there. We were just all like absolutely sizzling in this. (laughs) There's three of us. (laughs) We're just sizzling in this paddling pool. And there's all toys in there. And we found like a whale toy and a Lego toy. And then we filmed like a slow-mo version of the scene from Free Willy um, and we were just having a nice day. Sounds <laughs> great <laughs>
1: <laughs> so far.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was like it was all nice. Like, and then like she put on a lovely spread for us. Bless her. We had a lovely dinner, and then everyone showed up for his gig, and it was just sort of. And they live in you know you know houses in Germany. They've got like these attic rooms with like big skylight type windows. Mm. So Tom was playing, and then out of nowhere. The sky just went green. And I'm t- I'm saying it went green, like the colour of like puke green. Like it was mental. And it was it was like the wizard of Oz or something. And we we're all just like, and then a table just like flew across the <laughs> the, the garden and the paddling pool flipped itself over. And we we're all like, Jesus. So we stopped skiing, and the woman was like, Did you leave the windows upstairs open? We were like, and then oh yeah, then it just went, <laughs> like out of rain and we were like we might have <laughs> oh no like ah! she ran up there baby's crying fucking water everywhere she's trying to clean it up meanwhile like bless him he's just trying to like make keep this gig going <laughs> <laughs> And we were like, no, like, we, we can't carry on in this, these conditions. We just won't play in these conditions. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it was just awful outside. Like, and uh, so uh, then it was like, it was an actual like really bad storm. Like we turned the news on and everything. And it was like, stay inside, do not go outside. We heard a car, flip. we saw a car flipping over. There was like alarms going off. Like it was absolutely insane. I've never seen anything like it in my life um and so nobody could leave the gig so no one could leave these people's house like so everyone had to stay over and they're like not like students or nothing as i say like their family with jobs and a baby 30 people or however many were there like all had to skip on the floor (laughs) like we so we were like oh play a card game so we were playing like we did we just stopped doing the gig basically because we're just like this is just too nuts and then everyone just got a bit drunk and we were playing card games and it all just been a little bit tense and everyone was just a bit on edge sort of like thinking I hope my house is all right like, like people's roofs were like the slats were coming off and dropping onto cars below like, it was mad so all these people here were just like obviously just their minds were somewhere else like thinking is my house okay is my car okay and so we we're playing a and the woman bless her she was still upstairs i think trying to sort out the mess we'd created by leaving the window open and um we started dealing cards and then tom was like to the husband she, he goes um uh, should we wait for um tina <laughs> and he was like her name's gert <laughs> oh, no. Like. No. her name was nowhere close to tina and he was like oh i'm so sorry <laughs> and it's like and I had had too many beers by this point and I was just like (gasps) like laughed my beer back into my glass I was so absolutely just couldn't help myself laughing I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard after everything that had happened that day and bless her she'd been so accommodating and like Tried really hard to, you know, indulge her husband's music hobby. <laughs>
2: <And> then, <laughs>
3: the top called her tater. I was just, I couldn't believe it. I'd laugh my head off. And it was all just really, because you know when something's really tense, no one else was laughing. I was just laughing. I was the only person laughing. And we must have looked like such massive assholes. Oh. <laughs> that was that one. And, you know, it was, oh. they were great, bless them. And they—they they, it wasn't their fault. It was just the combination of, like, extenuating or whatever the word extenuating factors and we just felt so guilty the next day. when we drove away the next day we were like "Well, we won't be invited back <laughs> oh, Jesus
2: Christ I imagine that that's possibly the first and the last time that that guy's ever put a show on in his house
3: <laughs> I hope he never puts his wife through that again
1: crazy oh Imagine being into a hobby so much and you, you, you put it in... You, you decide, oh, you know, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put shows on in my house. And then you have to keep the audience. Like yeah. You have to yeah. keep the audience. Like, oh, You can't go away now. Because yeah. the best part about... Well, not the best part, but like, you know when you have a party and your people stay in and that, like, one of the best feelings is when everyone goes and you're just like, ah, like, I've got no one else in the house now. And for that moment, I'm... That that, that wife must have been waiting for that all day, just that moment of, please go, please. I can't wait till you go. I can't wait. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah, she just really wanted people to go, I think. (laughs) And also, she's not long, you know, she was like raising a little boy, like, he was little, like, probably up through the night, like, she was knackered. Like, like, it's sort of amazing that they even tried to do this bloody gig. Like, never mind all that happened.
2: I think like the only time I've ever been to an actual gig in a house is is one of the one of the, I don't know if you've ever come across this but there was a ha- there was a house in Manchester called the the Anson Mansion where this guy called Tom Anson used to put shows on in this house and it was like like a fucking nine bed like student house that had just been absolutely trashed and the, and the living room was just, so the total opposite of, of your nice German family home. And uh, yeah. And the, the guy who lived there um, had got uh, our mate uh, Todd from uh, used to being back on all right. The captain got him to, he's a really, really good, like graffiti artist. And uh, he just, he, he'd done this big, like beautiful like wall piece in the back garden. And then we decided that we were all going to have a go at some graffiti. So uh, we took it upon ourselves to just graffiti a small patch of wall at the back. Uh, I've never graffitied anything in my life before, as I'm sure you can probably tell just talking to me. And I think I don't even know what I drew, like a sort of like a T or something. Like a for Tom? I think the the Venn
1: diagram between flight simulator enthusiasts (laughs) and graffiti artists is nowhere near. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're the only one in that overlapping.
2: Well, suffice to say, um, I got the wrong end of the stick and apparently they weren't very happy with me for drawing this big T on the back of their wall so uh you know uh that was good and and apparently i think that night as well the uh the ceiling and uh, the floor in the in the living room gave way under the weight of like so many people oh, it was a it was a mad night and the the last thing i remember shout out to marty from All Right, the captain here for finding a bottle of um miscellaneous booze on the roof of one of the kitchen cupboards. Um the roof, the top of a kitchen cupboard, and it was a bottle of vodka that had chunks of pineapple in it. Uh we were told that it'd been there for at least five years. And Marty put it away. He he put it away. He did it. Um and he felt very bad the next day. What a chump. Yeah. Very, very different I mean- your German story then.
1: See, I'm the only thing I'm getting from that story is pure anxiety. Just as a man in his early thirties who likes to keep a tidy house, of thinking. Um, imagine if you were renting one of the rooms.
2: Well, it's mad because I'm but, sure that there was someone that was in there that was trying to, to sleep. Like, uh, oh it was, man, yeah. It, it just—it's it, one of those like if you go there completely vicariously, knowing that you're going to leave again. Fine, but like to have that as your reality on on a regular basis is just. That is not my cup of tea at all. Um, I think oh, I
1: can't use that room. I can't use the room upstairs now because there were too many people in it and it's caved. Yeah. So I can't. Go, I can't use the back room for in working from home or whatever.
2: We rad.
0: Good. So, so tell us, tell us. I mean, you've you've not long. Well, when when did your album come out? Was it it was last due, year. Yeah, in June last year. Did, uh, did, you, did you get any chance to, to tour it at all or play any shows off the back of it? No.
3: No, I had one, a socially distanced show, booked in at this uh, brewery, signature brewery uh, in London. And it was supposed to be in November. It sold out really quickly and we were really pleased. And it was like they were having a few gigs on there and it looked like it was going to happen. And then it didn't because they went into lockdown just in London. Um, and then it got moved to january and then we went into national lockdown and now it's moved to april so i did do like um i know we were moaning about live streams but i did do like a proper live stream like at the labor club in northampton here like like lights and pa and like try to do like every an album show sort of thing Yeah, yeah that went well um but i think you're right i do think that like even when you try and do it properly and do it well it's just it lacks something like that you can't, you just I, can't really recreate. Like I think I just I
1: don't know. I think it's just for personally. Like I really enjoy like the Biffy Clyro one, which I really liked, and I've seen a couple of others, but it's it just it's not it isn't the same, is it? It's just not. It's not quenching that thirst. It's not sort of it, yeah,
2: it's certainly it, not quite the same as having a uh, an Indian banquet uh, twenty minutes before you're due to play at. The Northampton Labour Club piling uh, hey! uh, into the back of a van to put on some polyurethane <laughs> suits that you've worn every gig uh, for three nights in a row, running up to, and the people in the front row of the stage could physically smell every single one of us. Now, that's the <laughs> energy that's missing from these live stream gigs. That is the <laughs> time that we have played the local club in Northampton. I just, I had to crane that one in there because it's. Oh like, I it. just, I,
0: I, I, I just remember like was going in there, and we were just like, should we just have a starter? Like we were on in twenty minutes. Like, we we'll would just have a starter? And like four courses later, we have to get rolled out. And, like, <laughs> it's just, I just remember like, like the biryani just like seeping out. We pauses and playing. It was just, <laughs> oh man.
3: Was it Balti King across the road? Because the it curry like yeah, yeah. three pound. It's like three pound for a curry. It's wicked.
1: I remember it being like really... Ch- I remember it being like a tenner for the set menu. And there was yeah. a lot um, in the set menu. Um, Who put yeah. that gig
3: on then? Do you remember?
1: Oh, well, because we ended up staying with this- um, our mate Josh from 72%. Yeah, Josh yeah. my friend. Yeah, really, really. Um, yeah, really top bloke. Um, we he, what we watched? Um, what was the fucking film we watched? Troll was... Two. Troll.
2: Troll, Troll two. two. Yeah, um, he made
1: us watch Troll Two. Troll was just, like,
2: um, yeah. and then we watched Troll Two with him as well. That was really.
1: And then I um I had a shower in the Watford Gap Services. Great tour. Great tour. Um yeah, I can't remember... yeah, 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 yeah. Um, they were, yeah. Um, I can't <laughs> remember who put it on, was, it, was, it was us and Axes, wasn't it? And um, fuck knows who put it on.
3: Probably Andy Skank, or maybe Josh put it on in, on him. Well, did 72% play? Yeah.
1: No, I didn't play that one.
2: Josh definitely put the show on, because he put us up, didn't he?
1: I thought he just put us up, because we had nowhere plays. to stay in Northampton, and I just happened to, because I knew I'd known them previous to that. I mean, so I don't know if...
2: You're talking 2013 here, so my, my memory is like hazy at best for that. So. That's fucking
1: eight
3: years ago. Shit, the bad. Mm. That's so mad. That's... Oh. Living here, then. Otherwise, I'm sure I'd have come. It's a
1: funny. You'll just smelt us and it, you wouldn't have wanted to do this podcast. So.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sounds like that's the case.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, um, when we were doing that talk, because we, we went through this mad phase of wearing these stupid, like, DIY plastic suits made us look like forensics officers or something and yeah. we went on that tour thinking that we just needed one suit each for the whole tour um, which was an absolutely horrendous mistake the only thing that I will say is the only way I knew which of the suits was mine is because it was the only one that was dry because I don't sweat <laughs> anywhere
3: is
2: oh. the other two too when we play. Some might say it's because oh. I don't put as much of a shift in, but I... You don't. I you don't put as much.
1: Do you remember the... the so, the first gig on that tour was in Hartlepool, the bedrock of, you know, um, cultural arts. I've slagged Hartlepool off once before on this podcast. I feel like I'm never welcome again. But um, the, 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 the support band were these young lads who came on and they said it was their last gig. And it was their last gig because they were getting rid of the singer the next day, they told us, and were making a new band without him.
3: Yeah. He didn't, he was none the wiser.
0: He had no idea. Didn't, didn't, and I feel didn't, like he came on himself on stage, didn't he? Yeah, no. Didn't he play half the set with the singer and then half the set without? Am I just imagining that? They just did Bronside covers so he did, before he came right, out. was yeah. <laughs> neat,
3: that is very
1: really for Harley Paul. That's incredibly niche.
2: Um, I mean, it was a well-executed cover, but it was definitely seemed like they were trying to pass it off as their own. Like they didn't say this is a cover or anything. They just did it, and it was. I
0: like... I, I, I definitely think they were good. they thought they were going to get away with it.
2: <laughs> Rude <laughs> classic time. I, I think can't only believe just... I'm
3: covering Bond Like that blows my mind. Do you know it's
2: the best? A... Thing... Well... Do you remember what they were called? They were called called Break the Stereo as well. A verb, the noun. That's
1: a verb, the noun band. (laughs) (laughs) We've got a thing about verb, the noun bands. We really enjoy the formula of a verb, the noun band.
0: Right, Katie, Um, quickly quickly give us a verb, the noun band off the top of your head. Go.
3: (laughs) Oh, no. Um, They're
0: usually
1: metalcore bands is what they usually are
3: there's one that's on the tip of my tongue fuck
0: you can make it up if you prefer you've, you've got to make it up You've got, that's, that's the task you've got to make oh, it up oh I've got to make it up not a real oh right
3: okay I didn't think you actually
2: <laughs> oh okay. okay oh okay um... oh <laughs> <laughs> um... segment. oh
3: god this is really hard <laughs> I
1: didn't put this in the I didn't put this in the uh, preliminary Instagram message by the way <laughs>
0: Can we do this now? Every time we do a pod, we've got up the verb, the noun, um, segment. Yeah, we've just got to write name of the verb, the noun, band, band. Now, go, 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 go,
3: oh, I still, this is really bad. I just, I'm not good. I'm not a very quick person. Um, change. The... <laughs> Change the DVD? No. Oh,
1: great, great. I'm great.
3: looking at a the DVD.
1: <laughs> played Perfect. tonight at the Dublin Castle. Seven quid entry, six quid concessions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good one.
1: Th- th- that, one
0: that, that one goes. That one goes firmly to the top of the Verb, the Noun band Premiership table. <laughs> <laughs> I Play, that oh one God. Played one, won one. <laughs> Three points.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's
1: good. Fun. I we should definitely should definitely keep that. Um, well, I think that's that's probably a nice place to wrap up. I reckon. I think ben, you've. Um...
0: Ben, have oh, we had have, have we had Katie's best gig? Can we have? We, can oh, we, we haven't have... because because when we had Jup on the other week, um, he. he I don't think he really caught the uh, actual uh, premise of the podcast, did he? And he, he gave us nothing but positive stories. Oh. So, so we'd like a positive story from you, Katie. Really
1: maybe because
0: one. we're in we're in really t- trying times. So
1: go on, enlighten us. Go on, oh, give us okay. give us one great gig. I mean, wow. no pressure, but his one did involve Beyonce. So,
3: oh, mine doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry um, about that. All right, well, I've got th- I've got three, but uh, they're all pretty really quick. One of them was the best one, like that made me feel really good afterwards. I really enjoyed it. Was playing was supporting Judy and Baker at Union Chapel, just because cool. like it was Union Chapel, which is a lovely venue, and obviously we we'll always want to play there, and. Um, like she and I get on really well, so that was it was just nice anyway. Like it's a nice show, do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. and her audience, I felt like you know well, they they got it and they're engaged and like we were having a laugh and like it's the only gig I've ever come away with from going like, do you know what, that was good. Like you know you come away and you're always just like, well, I didn't do this right, I didn't do that right. I was just like, it didn't matter. It was a nice gig. It was good. Mm. So that was one. The other one was. um I supported jenny lewis at uh Brock City, and it was like last minute like i think the support might have pulled out even and i loved jenny lewis and i was just stoked i was gonna meet her to be honest so like you get yourself i didn't care about like i was chatting to her backstage and i was like this is jenny lewis man like she's <laughs> wicked and she was wearing like a sequin dress so that was cool and then the third one was when i was 18 17 and i was in my first band and we were like a very Terrible band, and we supported the darkness. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yes, and yeah. they did not want to meet us, they wouldn't allow us to meet them. Oh, what? Fuck oh, what? Disappointing. We were kids, man, and I think they were like just living it up. Do you know what I mean? But we were in the VIP, there was a VIP section because it was like a big gig in Corby, like outdoor, like you know, like big audience whatever. I don't really remember like how many people, but we're in like this VIP section at the front, stood with all their family. Like you could tell it was like their granny, Justin, and whatever, cause she looked just like them, Justin and his oh. brother. <laughs> and we're like, wow, we're VIP, we're stood with their granny. <laughs> wow.
1: <laughs> but you weren't, you weren't allowed to meet them. You weren't, you know, cocaine enough for them, I imagine.
3: No, and wow. I, my mum had driven us to the gig and back, so she had to withstand the entire set of the darkness, and it's not a cup of tea.
2: <laughs> oh wow! That first album, you know, like couldn't get enough of it when I was like what.
3: <laughs> no, it was really good. Uh, yeah.
1: yeah, I really liked it too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, yeah.
3: the growing on me song, the one about crabs.
2: Yeah, Belter. Yes. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. It's
2: That's... really catchy. <laughs> um, it's see, I, I never really understood at the time listening to Dar- the darkness why everyone was like, "Oh, they're just like a classic rock band." Because I couldn't hear that. I just thought they were like a sort of grungy like rock band, and and like, it, it just fulfilled everything that I wanted from every band that didn't exist at that point. It just because it was like really fun, but it was still kind of heavy as well, and like I don't know. I thought it was. Uh, in fact, I remember. When that album came out, chatting to a mate of mine, and I was like, "Everyone's favourite bands of darkness," and he was like, "Ah, it's just a bit of a laugh in it. It's all right." And I was like,
1: "Are you a serious <laughs> darkness head?" Funny, yeah, no, it
2: really was. Like I was fucking, I was completely intoxicated by the darkness. Uh, was, <laughs> intoxicated. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. Did you nearly buy a Les Paul?
2: I did not actually. I, t- I tell you what. I nearly bought for my first proper guitar was an Aria Pro Two Les Paul copy, because I didn't want a Les Paul. I was like, I don't want a Gibson. I'm going to get one of these alternative weirder brands. Didn't do it. Aria. Mm. I also nearly bought a uh, <laughs> a Mark <laughs> Mark Tremonti PRSSE. SE. Uh, oh. uh, Mark Tremonti of the band Creed. Fame. Um, dreadful guitar. Didn't. I dreadful want bass. band, mate.
1: Dreadful band, I. But I really quite like them as a thirteen-year-old. And um, in textiles class in school, I made a beanie hat that said the name of uh, that album that was out at the time, which was Weathered.
2: (laughs) I love you as a thirteen-year-old with a hat on your head that says Weathered. Well, I didn't wear it because Stone. Well, I I I, I didn't wear it because I don't
1: know. I've got a really big fucking head, and no hat fits me. So even the one I made for myself after measuring my head didn't <laughs> fucking fit me. Oh, I do have a large head. Couldn't wear your weather. No, you into- wouldn't
3: believe this, but this is the second time this week that Creed have come up in conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Pause <master> what? <laughs> what, what week of lockdown is this?
3: <laughs> and it's because we were talking about the dave matthews band
1: oh
2: my and- god <laughs> oh, <Christ>.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then and believe it or not the person i was talking to about it had never heard of the dave matthews band and i was like oh come on and i sent, <laughs> sent him like two dave matthews band songs and he was like this is like fucking creed like, actually, actually it's not
2: <laughs> you're defending the Dave Matthews band I softball.
3: think I was a bit because I did have a soft spot for them when I was little oh uh,
2: no like no it's,
3: it's bad
2: they're up Hootie. there like Matchbox 20 or something like that for me fucking like,
0: Hootie and the Blowfish <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's the Dave Matthews band's like big tune they must have had. Scratch into me how does that go
3: it's like quite know. spoken like it's how it's like It's too hard to to be honest, it's more about like the feel of it.
0: What's (laughs) it called? What's it called? Back into me,
3: crash into me, (laughs) back into me, me. (laughs) slowly
2: reverse into me. Jesus, (laughs) oh
1: god, sorry, I've absolutely fucked it (laughs) from you saying you you in the (laughs) boat.
2: Hey, oh God! I've tried laughing a long time. <laughs> uh, should we? Should we end on that lovely yeah. Blowfish note? Um, yeah. Can you put some hootie
0: in the Blowfish in at the end? Yes. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> we'll have to get yeah. from Hootie and the
0: Blowfish to do. I know where I know where Darius Rucker personally, so it's fine. I'll just drop him a line. <laughs>
2: Wow, I about
1: kudos to even knowing the members of Hootie and the Blowfish. I have not.
3: <laughs> I don't know uh, what tunes they did.
0: Same. Well, if you listen to the podcast, <laughs> you then are. you'll find out. <laughs> uh, no, <I> <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, it'll will get our fucking asses sued to Mars if we play it somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Um, there we are well um, thank you
1: very much for coming on Katie and uh for having me and brightening up our
3: Wednesday evening same to you it was lovely I was in, so nice to talk to people Jesus Christ <laughs> yeah. me and Morag we have a nice time but I think you can probably tell I haven't spoken to anybody in a while <laughs> <laughs> that's Morag by the way that's her name yeah. Morag Morag uh,
2: that's a good, name that a good name for a cat no wonder she's she's a bit of a knob why well i don't I feel like morag is like a sort of like witchy name or something she like,
3: I don't know, I like name?
2: she might like cook up like fucking
0: boys. wasn't, wasn't there like it like a kid's program years ago it's, it's
2: called, called, katie, called. Morag. It's called
0: yeah. katie morag yeah it's it's
1: on now that's it's on. why she's called morag uh, right. oh right uh, it's, it's a series of books isn't it it's before it yeah before.
3: I used to read them when I was little. That's, my mum actually called them Morag because we used to read these books when I was little because my family is Scottish. Right.
2: I'm, I'm terribly sorry that I disparaged the name Morag in any way. Um,
3: really rude, actually.
0: Just yeah. implied the cat's a witch.
3: <laughs> yeah. She is, though. To be honest with you, she is such a horrible cow. <laughs> <laughs> not so... a cat. Oh,
2: great lovely good night night good thank you I'll
3: hopefully catch up with you soon
2: yeah you too mate nice one cheers Katie
1: bye 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 fucking hootie and the blowfish
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh god that was fun